Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Mike Molina, Andy Brandt Bernard, special guest Jennifer Fernjack. Very good, Jennifer. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What is that? Seems like your phone might not be working so well. It's your buddy. My buddy. Duran Duran. My buddy's in Duran Duran. It's Roger Taylor's birthday. Oh, it is? Happy birthday to him. I love the fact that Roger Taylor, Andy Taylor, and uh, John Taylor were all in Duran Duran, and not one of them is related to any of the other ones. That's well, in England, that's there's, you know, a few Taylors. A couple of Taylors. Now, who dumped the water from the hotel? That was Andy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Andy. Typical he, Andy. Yeah. He, no, he was at, <laughs> we were at, uh, they were staying at an embassy suites, I don't know, in Omaha or wherever it was. And there was, there, you know, Embassy Suites has that little bar area down there with the open court. And right. he thought it'd be funny to pour a bucket of water on all the people. Hilarious. <laughs> That's Wait. funny, Andy. That's funny right there. Hilarious Roger Taylor was queen. No, there's two. Oh, there's, there's two, two yeah, Roger two. Taylors in <laughs> bands? There's a lot of Roger Taylors. Wow. There are probably the more John and Andy Taylors in bands, too, I would guess. Yeah, Roger, two Roger Taylors in bands from the same era. That's uh, and they yeah. both are drummers. Oh, they're both drummers. <laughs> huh? Are we sure they're not the same person? They're not the same person, she as far as I know. Wears a different wig. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jennifer Fernjack, our special guest from discovery to recovery: the power of emotional grit. When life gives you lemons, do you make lemonade? Did you know optimism can reduce stress and help increase your brain's feel-good chemicals? If you're open to such things as the power of upbeat music, like we just heard just there. Absolutely. Okay. 
Uh, gratitude. Pets. No. Where is he? <laughs> I don't know where he is. Jude. Laughter, random acts of kindness, or facing fears. You can change or enhance your perception of life in the most trying times. All right, this, today's a trying time for me, Jennifer, so. Every day's a trying time for him, so. Because I'm married Help! to Catherine. Because I'm married to Catherine, everything's a try and big trial. It's true. Oh, so hard on you. How to reduce or eliminate fear by embracing it. Embracing fear, that's, I want to hear all about that. Well, thank you. It's kind of a novel concept. So in the spring of 2016, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Which, oh, I, which I never saw coming. I mean, no headaches, no dizzy spells, nothing. I just went to my eye appointment, as I do every year to get my contact prescription renewed. And on a hunch, my eye doctor said, you know, I want you to go see a specialist. You didn't do as well on one of your tests for a couple of years in a row. Okay, fine. Went to the specialist. He ran more tests, took pictures of the backs of my eyes, and then said, you know, I think something's pushing on your optic nerve. I want you to have an MRI. Again, I didn't think twice about it. So I had the MRI, and the very next day, that's when my phone rang because the eye specialist had the results of the MRI. And he said, I, I have some bad news for you. It appears as though you have a brain tumor. Oh, my God. That's bad news. Yes. And I knew in that moment, uh, because I didn't have any symptoms, it felt almost as though we were talking about a third party. You know, yeah. so I, I, oh, asked, right. I asked lots of questions, took notes. But then within seconds of getting off the phone, I dropped to my knees and sobbed. Of course, yes. You know, because I, I yes. thought, yeah, am I going to go blind? Am I going to die? Right. The, uh, the, the type of brain tumor that I was diagnosed with is called a meningioma. And even though it's called a brain tumor, it's outside the brain, but it's attached to the lining that protects the brain. It's the same kind that Mary Tyler Moore had, Elizabeth Taylor had, uh, Cheryl Crow has. So it's... Uh, it's uh, about twice as likely to be in females than males, even though no one seems to know what causes it. Um, some people think it might be possibly from hormones because of the fact that it is more prevalent mm. in females. But, uh, and some people say that it may or may not be genetic, but my aunt had one as well. Um, so uh, yeah. within uh, seconds, though, of getting off that phone call when I was sobbing, I thought, you know what? I can't let this consume me. So I actually made a list of reasons why it's positive to have a brain tumor. Oh. I like it. <laughs> and it started with a... Uh, wow, you are an optimist. Maybe, maybe I'll lose some weight. <laughs> you know? Maybe I'll need a hot single doctor. Hot single doctor says, and, I learn to appreciate things I take for granted. Uh, will increase my... Is there anything on here you don't want me to read? No, go ahead. Okay. Will increase my vocabulary. With medical terms, yes. yes. Will notice the little blessings in life more frequently. Maybe forced to change my hairstyle. You got to. You didn't change your hairstyle. Well, I knew. I knew that I was going to have surgery, and I learned that I was going to have radiation as well. And so I'd been warned that my hair might come out, mm. but only part of my head was shaved. But yeah, it's all back now. So that's, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, can be a good example to others. Uh, a good excuse to really. Uh, uh, what does that say? To, oh, to reach out to people I haven't seen uh, in, in a, a while. while yeah. Good excuse to make uh, every day count. Make it good. You added one in pen at the bottom here. You cheated. I at, at the end of that uh, that thought process, I thought, you know what? I should note that it's a good excuse to, excuse to eat dessert first. So I went back. <laughs> I went back with a different pen. Good idea. And you had a different pen. <laughs> yeah, and it's just. Uh, I, I used to think that by being brave, it meant that you couldn't be afraid of something. And I later mm -hmm. learned through this experience that being brave means you could be afraid, but you're willing to persevere anyway. Yeah. You're willing to push through. 
And that's exactly what I did. I like it. So basically we're talking about reducing or eliminating fear by embracing it, how the science of optimism can change your brain chemistry, and how perspective and gratitude can carry you. Now going back to number two quickly, how the science of optimism can change your brain chemistry. The one thing that I've noticed in the last several years that has changed since I was a kid, people never do what they say they're going to do. Never. At least if they do it, it's always late. It's really hard to be optimistic when other people just refuse to do what they said they were going to do. Gee, I wonder why that came up. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, you mean like when mom didn't answer her phone when I no. called to say... <laughs> Wait, am I responsible for your lateness? I'm, I'm just not sure. I don't know if it's a secret or not that the uh, news you got yesterday what about the move... Yesterday? No, there's no secret. Oh. No, no, yeah. we're, we yeah, we just found out that we booked this place what like three months ago. Yes, longer we were that. supposed to longer. move in in two days. No, tomorrow. Yeah, we were going to change. We're tomorrow. moving from this building to another. Yeah, oh, okay. And okay. we were supposed to move in tomorrow. And yesterday <laughs> they called and said, "Nope, we yeah. got." Can you give us two more yeah. weeks? But they had a really good reason, so I'm not. Well, but they still should have let still, us know. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a little heads up. And it's so. like, what if we had? Packed half our stuff. I know. Yeah. Fair point. Exactly. Fair point. That wouldn't have been I great. know, but we hadn't, and it's not really that. Yeah. I mean, it's a slight inconvenience, but it's not. Yeah, we're lucky. It sure. and it's not a brain tumor. <laughs> it's. Yeah. That's true. And, yeah, and trying to stay optimistic about things amongst a sea of unoptimistic <laughs> people. What are you pointing? Why are you pointing at me? Because you are a very negative person. It's, it's harder. I, well, it how is harder. am I a negative person? I am the most Let positive. I'm positive that people are a pain in the ass. That's very positive, isn't it? Okay, I'll ask Andy and, and uh, Mike about it, and they'll go silent, so you'll know. Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they won't say that's a word. That's it. Here we go. Well, it, it, it is an art, not a science, I'll tell you that. That's you know, true. It's, it, it's yeah. one thing to say I want to be positive or I want to be an optimist, you know, but it's to actually live it. Is, right. It's, it's kind of a balancing act. And um, through my whole experience, I learned that it's still okay to express emotion. I mean, there were times I had doubt. There were times I was in tears. But I didn't want to be consumed by my situation. And that's why I tried to stay on top of it in terms of perspective. Were you always a positive person before? Pretty pretty much. Okay. So this wasn't like a... You you didn't have to change your whole way of thinking. Yeah. It wasn't a 180, definitely. But I actually learned later that it's not just... Um, a mindset, there's actually science behind it because things like gratitude can increase your neurochemical activity. Mm-hmm. It's your dopamine, your serotonin, your endorphins. And uh, that's why. So you if just you, feel better in general. Yeah, you feel better. I could see that. By the way, I'm getting several texts from uh, listeners saying, I've always thought you were positive. See? <laughs> ah, okay, Catherine. Okay, kiss butts. <laughs> oh, no, it's Joe from Louisville. First. Okay, well. You better watch. Unfriending what you're him there. on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're going to drop To be Joe positive. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. It's unbelievable. Um, I wonder if it's the same thing that my sister had. Oh, you had know what? I don't know what brain kind. Brain tumor. I don't. I don't she. Know. No, hers was. Wait, hers was benign, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. Hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with her optic nerve, though. Well, menin- meningiomas can be anywhere in the meninges, so. Yeah, it was weird because her daughter had the same exact brain tumor. Yeah, as that's her, suggest- and, and they thought that me. it might have been. No, they were, they were thinking that they could le- link it back to the elementary school. Yeah, the elementary school mm. apparently had been sprayed by some chemical. Yeah, it was either oh, asbestos okay. or something crazy and they had in like there. Ten students who grew up, you know, to become adults. Ten of them got brain tumors. 
Oh, wow. So mm. that seems to be quite a coincidence. Do you know, were they saying that she was, like, in danger from it or something? Or was that just no. like a... The one thing that was weird, though, is when she had the um, operation, it was benign. They took the tumor out. And when she woke up, she was speaking French. I've but, heard of that before. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. She didn't know how to speak French, but she woke up speaking French. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a meningioma to me. I don't know what it was. I don't know. They were messing around with her brain. I know that. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I, 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 I'm telling you, is there some different thing going on? Because I just talked to uh, Greg Barrett this morning. You know, the, uh, he's just not that into you, the guy who wrote that book that mm-hmm. became the movie. Mm-hmm. Greg's in town, and I was talking to him this morning, and he just had his thyroid removed. Because it was, you yeah, know, threatening all kinds of things. It was messing with his his voice box, apparently. And all these young, and it's because you know you must not have been very old when this happened. Forty two. Forty two. That's very young. Yeah. Thank you. And the um, the tumor supposedly had been growing for years. I mean, that type of tumor oh, is yeah. very very slow oh. to grow. And they're actually pretty common. Mm-hmm. Are about, they? about one in a thousand people has one. And a lot really? of people, they'll never know. That's considered common? That's pretty common for, okay. for like a tumor, know. yeah. A tumor, right. And a lot of people, they don't even know until they perform the autopsy because they just, they grow and then they stop growing and yeah. then they just don't do anything. And it didn't affect your vision or anything? <clears throat> it, did. it didn't. It, it didn't, didn't affect she my... Say, I thought she said you got worse test well, scores or whatever. It, not that I knew of. Like, I didn't okay. know my vision oh, was different. Okay. But she had oh, said okay. that on my peripheral vision test, I didn't do as well for two oh. years in a row. But okay. I couldn't tell because I still have that kind of, you know, peripheral vision. So mm-hmm. I, it just wasn't as good. But right. I know uh, Jim Gaffigan's wife had a brain tumor. Yeah. Yes. yeah different type but i actually sent him a letter last year saying thank you because he and his wife whether it's on youtube or on different tv shows have been showing how humor can play a role mm-hmm. in your in your situation and trying to make things seem better sure and it's like he made it okay to laugh and yeah. i know for me personally when i was home healing from surgery and going to radiation sessions i listened to comedians on pandora i watched comedies i had friends over and again, when, when people say, you know, oh, it felt so good to laugh, again, it's because laughter is just like gratitude yeah. can make you feel better, literally. Yeah, no doubt about it. Did you eat a Hot Pocket in his honor? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. You should have. <laughs> just don't go to Waffle House. He's not a big fan of Waffle House. That's so true. You know? He's so funny. He's he a very so nice man, too. He's a really good guy. He seems like it. Really hard worker. Had a great TV show. I don't know. Just he did three seasons, and I don't know. They didn't it pick it up or what funny. happened. But yeah, Jim's a great guy. Uh, got a big family. The whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just so, so just because of a vision test, you would have never known other having that vision test. Never would have known. I mean, years later, you know, when it would get bigger, that would have yeah. been an issue. But uh, I had no clue, and. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that, that literally has changed my life in a positive way. Because mm-hmm. now even something as simple as hearing a bird sing, you know, or seeing green grass. I'm like, oh, that's so great. I mean, I, I, I appreciate everything because I'm so grateful that I can see and I can hear and I can, you know, do my job. And Do you think, I mean, do you think that some people would be overjoyed and when their phone rings or they would answer it? <laughs> some people might be. <laughs> some people might be. Speaking of that, by the way, where's your daughter? I don't. My daughter? Well, it's our daughter. Whenever they don't show up on time, it's her daughter. That's the whole deal. I don't there. think she's ever shown up on time. Never. Nice. She's never been on time in her life. No. I'm all. I'm about all about being on. Except for today. To <laughs> yeah, except for it wasn't my fault. My car wasn't ready. 
my car wasn't ready when I got there. I had my car serviced and I had put new tires put on my car, and no I got excuse. there and it wasn't ready to go. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> Said that's no excuse. What do you mean? It's no, what am I supposed to do? Walk here from Bloomington? Go pick it up after the podcast if you want to be sure. Here we go. I'm not driving that semi and trying to park that thing down. See, there we go. Is all I know. So yeah, the. All right. So this is something I could ask you. Is the fact that I don't trust people are going to do what they say they're going to do, and a lot of times people do the wrong thing, and people will do anything for money, how do I get rid of that, those viewpoints of other people and be more positive? Well, you know, as I alluded earlier, as far as it being an art, not a science, I think part of it is a... Uh, is practice and it's it's maybe yeah. it's baby steps and baby um, steps and, I like and baby you know steps. and knowing that you can't control other people because because I'm just like you you know I try to be mindful of the clock and what have you but mm-hmm. but it doesn't always work and so um, you know you, you might think to yourself okay well so and so was slow in front of me on the freeway um, well maybe they uh, had a bad day you know I mean it's you, right. you don't you don't know right. so you try to give people the benefit of the doubt you know and it's it's not always easy but. I tried. Uh, <laughs> That's the key, you know. Catherine. I'll try to give people the benefit. Try harder. No, I, I just, Andy doesn't believe this. Well, matter of fact, I'll tell you to start the second part of this, but because I brought this up last week and Andy didn't believe it, but it is true. Uh, and I'll tell you what that is right after this quick break for a couple of minutes. Right back with Jennifer Fernjack right after this. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020. To RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They have a warning printed on the side. I said, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. Hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer. You hillbilly enjoy the next NASCAR event. Hot Pocket. He's so awesome. He's a- Jim Gaffigan, ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable. So here, here's what I'm talking about. So trying to get a, a positive frame, because I would like to be a much more positive person, but so many people have just been ugh, disastrous. Yeah, so how does somebody who has like uh, PTSD or, you know, something that's really almost out of their control start integrating some of the things that you're talking about? 
It all depends on what that individual person is open to. Because I know the VA hospital, for example, actually has a program called Pets for Vets. And so people who have PTSD will then interact with pets. Because if you're open to pets, which not everybody is, but if you're open to their unconditional love and affection and what have you, they can actually help lower your cortisol levels and increase your dopamine so you feel better. So these vets have been helped you know, in, in those scenarios. Also, I've heard of people who have kept gratitude journals. So mm, people will actually write down each day something nice that happened. And then when you have a bad day, go back and look at it. And then you, then you see, That's oh, good. okay. And I had some good times. We, by the way, have to have the only dog in the world that has conditional love. <laughs> Honestly, if you leave him. That's not true. It is true. He, he loves so everybody. If, if Catherine goes out of town for a few days, he will avoid her for the first day back. Yeah, he'll kind of act <laughs> like, I don't He's need you. He's shaming you. you. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then all of a sudden you can just see in his eyes, he'll kind of like paw my shoulder and be like, I forgive you. And then he's all buddy, buddy again. Yeah, he does get mad. He gets mad. He does. He gets hurt feelings. Where where are you? Where (laughs) are you? Have you guys ever seen the, uh, the pets at the Minneapolis airport? By the decon course, Mm -hmm. volunteers bring their pets with a huge sign that reads, please pet me. And then if you're stressed out between flights or whatever, you... Oh, yeah, because people go nuts in the airport sometimes. I mean, there have been flights delayed or Mm -hmm. whatever and uh, meetings to get to. It is stressful. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's cool. Do you have a dog? I'm not home enough to have a dog. I have a cat, though. Oh, okay. He's pretty awesome. Andy has Hobbs. Andy has a cat named Hobbs. He's a good stress reliever, too. That's awesome. It's... yeah. Mine's Liam. Liam? Or Liam Joseph if he's in trouble. <laughs> oh, are you my mother? <laughs> Thomas Mark Paul. She, gave, she went with all the names. It was unbelievable. Thomas Mark Paul. Might as well put Bernard on the end too, Mom. <laughs> is, uh, Steve's going to call in at 1235? He's, he's on hold right now. Oh, we can put him on now because he, he has a, a hard out. Jennifer, you could help us. You could show us your interviewing skills. That sounds good. Yeah, this will be good. All right. Yeah, because Steve has to be out right at quarter two, so so uh, it'd be better if we got him on. It's okay if you stay, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can stay, right? Yeah. You're, you, Thank she's, you. She's booked all the way till one, so. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. And Steve Brousset is with us. Steve, no. he's still being patched through. Oh. Apparently, he's going to take a while. I was on hold. Well, he's. Okay, we'll, just well he hold. was actually scheduled for 12.35, so yeah. we've got a couple well, minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying, so just yep. let me know as soon as he's there. That's why, you know. All right. And There's it... a pups. Uh-oh. Arr. They're so cute. Oh, Alex, you're only one... 35 minutes late. I have a story. Be careful with the little one. Yeah. You have a story to tell me. Why is Jude fighting with the other dogs? Oh, no, they're fighting over the little star, stuffed star. Oh, the stuffed star, yeah, they got to fight over that. That's a great life, Jennifer. My life, right? You know, now. it really is. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? All the Dog drama. It's great. Oh. All right. So we have an in, we, just Jennifer. That's our daughter, Alex. Hi. And that, by the way, is our son Andy. Mm-hmm. In case you, I don't nice know to meet everyone. And, and Mike, Mike Molina is on, Mike a, is on, on hold over there. Shows up. What were you going? You said you had something to tell us. No, it, I really tried to get here on time today. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm. So, I'm I swear to God. I swear to God, this all happened to me this morning. Okay. Hand to God. Hand to God. Fawn woke up at 9.40. Late. Yes. So my whole day was already, like, shifted weirdly. She spilled an entire green smoothie all over our bathroom. 
Well, it's a good well, thing it's the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. it was like, you're going to spill it, spill it in the bathroom. There's that optimism. Well, she, that optimism she spilled it, not like, on the white carpet. Yeah. She spilled it, and I just laughed. I was like, you know what? It, no whatever, you're gonna wipe do. it down. So she spilled the smoothie all over, and then she wasn't ready to go down for her 11 o'clock nap because she woke up an hour late. And so she was awake, so I was trying to like deal with getting ready. I forgot to make her a lunch. So I was like, Laura, just... <laughs> Find stuff in the fridge. I don't know. Is there a hot pocket in there? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Toaster waffles, yogurt. I don't know. Um, And then right as I was leaving, she pooped. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm going to change that. And then I pull out of my house, and there's a train going like 0.5 miles per hour, stops, and then goes in reverse. I'm not kidding. I'm actually not kidding. And then the exit onto Washington, and then the exit onto Washington off of 394 had a giant. There must be a Twins game. Yes. There was a. I think there no, is. they're in New York. Oh, I don't know what's going on then because there was a line yeah. all the way underneath the well, Twins Way thing. It's not a Timberwolves game. We know that because they were eliminated last night. So you know. What I'm so that was my journey to get to the podcast. Well, thank you. But now you're here so to meet I'm Jennifer. And <laughs> exactly. You're also, you can meet Steve. How, Steve, how are you? Doing good. How are you? Martin, do you pronounce your last name Broussat? Uh, Broussati. Broussati. You pronounce it correctly. Usually, is it an Italian yeah. name? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, because most people would not go with Broussati. They just go with Broussat. But Broussati, yeah, yeah Steve Broussati. Uh, pretty impressive resume here, Steve, because, first of all, you sound like you're about 17 years old, so. <laughs> I'm assuming you're a little older than I'm that. I'm in but. my mid-30s now, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ticking up there, but, uh, yeah. This is amazing. A youthful uh, the, voice. The rise and fall of the dinosaurs, a new history of a lost world. Before we even start the interview, because I know you, you're, uh, you've got a hard out at quarter two, I just wanted to... Uh, to ask you a number of things. There are people that really think dinosaurs were around like, what, 10,000 years ago or something? Some people might think that. Uh, (laughs) Why they would think that, uh, I don't know. Um, It's certainly not the reality, um, but, you know, people believe a lot of things, right? A lot of people think that dinosaurs and humans were around at the same time. They do, yes. They were not. Well, Fred that's because the movies show, you know, yeah, that's cavemen why. fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. They do, it's true. Uh, despite their grip on the public imagination, most of us know very little about the fascinating history of the, uh, these astonishing creatures, dinosaurs. Enter Steve Brusati, one of the world's most accomplished young paleontologists. Uh, Brusati has emerged as a star in the field, naming 15 new... You named 15 new species? Steve, you're a pretty impressive guy. I have, yeah, with, with colleagues, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, though. Uh, why, how did you get so much done at such a young age? It's just a very exciting time to study dinosaurs now. There's just more being found all over the world, and so much of the world has opened up, mm. especially places like China, Argentina, Brazil. Um, so it's, it's the best time to study dinosaurs. I've timed it perfectly. Is technology help more helpful as well? Technology does help a lot. So CAT scanners have become a big uh, tool in our, our arsenal. We can see inside the skulls of dinosaurs, reconstruct their brains and sense organs. We can use animation software to study how dinosaurs moved, high-powered microscopes to even see the pigment vessels in dinosaurs that tell us what colors they were. So technology, it's been a game changer. 
Do you work at the University of Edinburgh? That's right, yep, and I'm calling you from Scotland here, so it's, uh, it's become a nighttime over here, but I, I'm from the Chicago area, that's where I grew up, and um, the twists of fate of, of academic work uh, has brought me over here. You know, what's amazing is that you're from my favorite big city in the world, Chicago, and you're one of my favorite places in the world, Scotland. I, if you could do me a favor, after you get off work today, if you could drive down to, uh, to Turnberry, uh, and play the Elsa course for me. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Look and play, up the, the yeah, El- play a play a quick nine. <laughs> play a quick nine for me if you could. Oh, that's right. You're a little later in the day than I am. That's right. I forgot about that. Well, a little bit tomorrow like, morning, maybe. It's, it's what six thirty p.m. There. It is. Yeah, yep. it is indeed. Uh, what a great life. So you grew up in Chicago. Uh, you completed your doctorate at Columbia University. So. You go from Chicago to New York. You now are a paleontologist at the University of Edinburgh. You said you're how old, 34? Yes. God, that's, what a great life you've had. It's magnificent. It's a good life. It's a charmed life. What can I say? It is a charmed <laughs> life. Is it true that, uh, that, that an asteroid probably wiped out the dinosaurs? Is that all just made up to? That is That's that's real. And uh, we know there was an asteroid that hit. It was a big asteroid, six miles wide. Uh, It hit with the force of over a billion Hiroshima bombs. It punched a crater into the crust that was over 100 miles wide, and it reshaped the planet uh, within a matter of, of, you know, minutes, hours, days. And the dinosaurs couldn't cope with that, and they disappeared when they were at the top of their game. That is unbelievable. That is amazing. And, you know... What are the odds that that will happen again? Uh, probably not in our, our life. Well, maybe in your lifetime. Do we want to know? <laughs> yeah, do we even want to know if we could get wiped out again? I don't again? think I want to know. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the odds are low. We have a pretty good handle on what asteroids are flying around out there. And the yeah. one that killed the dinosaurs was a big one. It was the biggest one in the last half a billion years. Our bigger problem are the changes that we're causing to climate and to the environment. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that uh, we should be more concerned about so steve it's interesting you bring that up because you are in in uh, scotland you're from chicago however the united states i from what i understand has done more to correct climate change than any other country in the world and yet a lot of people in this country like to believe that we're the greatest offenders well you might want to look at china and india because they might pollute a little more than we do Yes, it's a global problem, and there's no, uh, you know, one uh, country or one part of the world that's uh, immune from from it. And so we need global solutions to this. You know, this is not my field. I'm not a climate scientist, but mm-hmm. I do know what has happened in Earth history when climates have changed, when temperatures have risen rapidly, and it's usually not good. The Earth will survive. But a lot of times the creatures living on the earth have a really hard time coping with that change, and that's what we should be concerned about. Right, absolutely. Um, There's a connection between dinosaurs and petrol and all of that, is there not? There is, in a sense. So there's kind of this legend, this, this tall tale about oil being the, the, right. the, the goo that uh, has decayed from skeletons of dinosaurs. Right. And that itself isn't quite correct. 
oil comes from sea creatures. So it does come from things that used to be alive, but things that lived in the ocean, the plankton, those type of animals that would die and fall to the bottom and decay and turn into this organic ooze that would become petroleum. So it's kind of a half-true tall tale. See, it's unfortunate because I was going to blame it all on you, and now I can't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't get it done. I find uh, y- your book be fascinating, The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, a new history of a lost world, a new history because so many new things have been discovered about dinosaurs by you and your cohorts. Like uh, feathers. What's that? Like feathers. What do you mean? Dinosaurs had feathers. At least some of them did. Some, some really? Died. Oh, we didn't know that before? No. Steve, did you when know? I was growing, when I was growing right. up, they never showed feathers on dinosaurs. No, Velociraptors, true. I'm pretty sure they did, didn't they? Velociraptors had feathers. Velociraptors even had wings. Mm-hmm. And we know that from fossils, from real fossils. It's not a guess. It's not a story. But we have thousands of fossils of dinosaurs, mostly from China, that are preserved covered in feathers. Yeah. And this is the, the evidence that tells us that today's birds came from dinosaurs. So, you know, when you're out looking at seagulls or pigeons or robins or whatever, those are living dinosaurs, mm-hmm. true dinosaurs. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, I mean, that's amazing. That's the one thing about We have another a guest in studio, our, our special guest. Jennifer is here, and she was talking about she she likes to talk about quite a bit, and, and I'm and I'm and I'm learning from her how to have a much more positive attitude, and maybe even Something keep a journal do. of uh, a gratitude journal. So now, just having having met both of you, Jennifer and you, Steve, I'm a much more positive person than I was just 45 minutes ago. So that's good. Fantastic. Yeah, don't you think, Jennifer? Absolutely. All right, that's a win then. It's yeah, a win, win. dinosaur book. Uh, and Jennifer, we've helped you make, become a you know, more positive outlook on life. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Steve, we have to book you again because I know you have to go now, but I would love to talk to you more. Magnificent new book, The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, A New History of a Lost World. Uh, Steve's last name is spelled B-R-U-A-S-A-T-T-E. Steve Brusati. Thank you so much for your time today. Fascinating subject. Thank you very much. Thanks for your great work. Appreciate it. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about MyPillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first MyPillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable. stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? 
Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Jennifer comes in the room, and all of a sudden, everybody's up walking on sunshine. Everybody's all positive and happy. Taking her lead. Good. Jennifer Fernjack ruining my image. <laughs> but other than that, uh, we were talking during the break. Yeah, of, we could have oh, used Jennifer. you yesterday. Oh, my God. The show was like low energy, and we were really? like all over the place. It was like, what's wrong with everybody? What are you oh, wow. About? Okay. Yesterday, the show was just like. It was phenomenal. <laughs> you weren't even here. Yes, yes, I she was. was. Yeah. Who do we have on yesterday? Doug. 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 Oh, no wonder you're dragging us down. <laughs> yeah, that was Cutter Wood, Eric Isaac, and Varla. Cutter Wood was great. No, yeah, it we, wasn't yeah, that but we bad. Just, no, we Our, were just all ADD was, yesterday. Was it was just weird uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> That's we kept true. jumping topics all over the place. It's like, what's happening? Okay. Anyway, during the break, we're talking to Jennifer about music and how music enters into this whole. Uh, Jennifer's here, Alex, what, because uh, you don't. Then we went right to Steve when, once you got here. But Jennifer had a, at a very young age, 42, had a, had a tumor removed. She didn't even know she had a brain tumor. Uh, so just, well, if you could quickly explain to Alex. Sure. Go through with them. I want to talk about the, a gratitude journal might be good for me. Yeah. You know, it was some a, paper. It is a pretty cool <laughs> thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it could be something as simple as I'm grateful for the fact that I got my to-do list taken care of today or whatever. Or that I'm doesn't so, have to be a phenomenal yeah. no. accomplishment. It could be something little. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I had chocolate for dessert or whatever. You know, I mean, little, little first. things. Yeah, yeah. The chocolate first, and then you ate it. <laughs> to cleanse my palate, I had some chocolate. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But uh, but so um, with the brain tumor diagnosis, um, I had surgery and then radiation. I had radiation uh, five days a week for six weeks after the surgery, because half the tumor was removed with the surgery, and the other half was addressed with the radiation. Okay. Oh. Okay. And so I was just explaining to your dad earlier that uh, that music played a huge role in my recovery. And uh, the first day that I had radiation, it was fairly intimidating because I knew that the radiation would be going into my head. And it's not going to just hit the tumor. It's going to hit whatever's in its way. You know, be it your carotid artery, optic nerve, all that Mm. kind of fun stuff. But I knew that I couldn't not do it. So I thought, okay, figure out some way to embrace it. Right. So um, I noticed in the radiation room there was a docking station for smartphones. So I said to one of the radiation techs, would you guys mind if I make a list of music on my smartphone? That way when I come in here for my sessions, because they were about three minutes each, I could listen to some of this music that I like. And uh, they're like, yeah, no, go ahead, go for it. And now you guys might disagree with this, but I happen to like old school hip hop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so... <God>, get out. <laughs> I know. Now, wait a minute, how old school are we talking? Uh, like, Sugar uh, Hill oh, funny you should say that. That's in the example that I'm going to give here. Like, out of all the groups you could have mentioned, that's part of what I'm talking about. Really? Yes. So. My list was Sugar Hill Gang. I also had a little bit of uh, LL Cool J, Salt and Peppa, Run DMC, all this kind of stuff. I don't have any problem with them. Fantastic. So the interesting thing is that I knew that for years of talking to people and then myself going to health clubs, Mm -hmm. I've seen people on weight benches and treadmills and different things all wearing earbuds. And I thought, isn't it interesting that upbeat music can motivate you? So I thought, why not during radiation? 
Sure. And that's what I did. And it also served a dual purpose because of the distraction. I would lay there on the radiation table with my eyes closed, and I would quiz myself on the lyrics. And before I knew it, the radiation was done. And so it got my mind off what was really? taking place. So what's funny about all this, if it's possible to be funny, getting radiation, uh, <laughs> is that one day the radiation tech gets me on the table. It's almost like on a weight bench. It's a real narrow table. Puts this Velcro strap around my arms, gets my radiation mask on my face, which looks like some kind of a jousting mask. Yeah. The mask is then fastened to the table around my head. God. And as I'm laying there, the, the table then starts going toward the ceiling. So the radiation tech's next job was to go turn on my music before going into the observation room. And in the observation room, there were computer screens and a microphone so he could give me directions and all that kind of stuff. So he turns on Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> <laughs> and the beginning of it is kind of disco-y. Then yeah, before you know it, they start rapping a little bit. But after he turns on the music for me, he goes in the other room and over the microphone says, and today we have a little radiation for the ladies. <laughs> and it literally took what could have been a really negative experience yeah. right. and made yeah. it doable. And sure. I later learned that, again, upbeat music or whatever kind of music you, know, you like can make your feel-good chemicals, you know, that serotonin mm -hmm. or whatever, sure. make a difference. And that's also why when you go to a stadium event, like, say, a Twins game or a Vikings game, mm -hmm. all it takes is a little bit of We Will Rock You by Queen, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or the opening guitar riff to Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and now you have thousands of people who are up and clapping and chanting and whatever. That, in turn, motivates the players, and that's part of that whole psychology of home field advantage. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. It is wonderful. So, yeah, rapper's delighted in my, and the chicken tastes like wood. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Was that set to good times? The music from good, good oh, times? I, these are the... I think you oh, might be I right. I don't remember. It was set to another song. Yeah, it was set to another person's song, but I can't remember. Yeah. What it was. But it, it played a huge difference in my whole experience. And on my last day of radiation, when the, when the machine turned off, the radiation techs and I actually danced around the table <laughs> because oh, it was done good. to the music. And it just, it made for a more positive experience. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I'm sure, you know, it's like if you don't have those distractions, you just concentrate on, you know, yeah. how right. tense a, you are. Yeah. Right. A beam yeah, of radiation scary. coming in my head. Sure. You know? yeah. So did you meet a hot single doctor? You know, I met lots of doctors who, yes, were attractive, but none of you know. None of them not, single. None, none of them single. Oh, <laughs> They're all already dating nurses. Exactly. Smoking outside. Yeah. Yeah. They're smoking outside. Very busy. Very busy. That is. So, how long ago did this happen? How long ago did you have the surgery? So the surgery was August 17th of 2016. Also, oh, just, yeah. Yep, not that long year ago. And, a half ago. and uh, last year on the one year anniversary, I kind of wanted to reclaim the day, so to speak, and, and, and also be very, you know, grateful. So I took the day off of work, and during the exact six hour window that I would have been in surgery um, or recovering the prior six year, hours. I used that time to write thank you notes. And mm -hmm. I wrote thank you notes to my mom, my dad, and his wife. A friend of mine and her husband, because they introduced me to the neurosurgeon, because my friend's husband works with them, and then the neurosurgeon himself. And by expressing my gratitude in these letters, it made me feel good, mm, you know, and, yeah. it's, and, uh, and they were appreciative of them as well. So That's really nice, yeah. It worked out. That's, I, I, I don't even know. 
you know, I mean, I, you, I, I don't even know how I would react to that news. I didn't either. Until you it know, happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, yeah. it, it. But it, it's. Did you have any other support group, like other people that were going through it, who you could talk to too, so you knew it was, you know, something Not- that. Not at the time, um, as far as other people who had that type of a tumor, but my family and friends were amazing. Yeah, um, I was so grateful for that. And uh, what's funny, too, is that I had been warned ahead of time that in the hospital, which I was there for eight days, that I was going to be drugged up and sleeping and probably wouldn't rem- remember anything. Yeah. So my dad had asked, you know, should I take pictures? And I said, yes. So I have pictures of me with stitches in my head and all that kind of stuff. And when I went home, I showed a friend of mine a picture of me with the stitches. And uh, he's like, ugh, you know, and then, and then, which was, which was funny, you. which was, because I, I look pretty creepy, I'll, I'll admit it. I look creepy. But, but oh, again, good. laughter came into play, because when he saw the picture, he goes, you know, Jen, you should put this on Match.com, you know? And, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, well, I don't want an unfair advantage over the other girls. I mean, yeah, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's great. That's, uh, so uh, you maintain this, like you're in a great mood today. Are mm-hmm. you always in a great mood now? For the most part, I, I think that it's just it's perspective, and it doesn't mean that every day is that way. But um, when I when I would lay in bed and worry between my diagnosis that May and then my surgery in August, oh yeah, you know, that's I, a long, long time, time to yeah, worry I, about it. Yeah. I, I would think to myself, "Am I going to go bankrupt from medical bills?" Which I didn't, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then I would switch gears, and I would actually lay in bed and count blessings, and I would think, "I'm grateful for health insurance. I'm grateful for support of family and friends." And that really kind of took the edge off. And I, I wasn't in denial, but it took the edge off. And uh, my mom was actually in Haiti when the earthquake happened a number of years ago. Oh, my God. And thankfully, she's fine. But she went back a few weeks later to volunteer um, with some medical people that were helping. And uh, and she said it was sad because all they could do was treat people's symptoms. Because post-earthquake, you know, you couldn't really fix a lot of the problems. Right. Yeah. And so... And she knew if they were here, you could. And so I thought, for me to have access to good medical care, that's a privilege, not a right. That's phenomenal. Not very many people look at life that way. That thing, I have a right to this and I have a right to me, 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 more me now. It's a privilege. It's a privilege, yeah. And so I hope that that if people are listening today that they, you know, keep that in mind and maybe apply it to their own situation. Yeah, no matter what their situation is. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you know... It should be a. I should consider it a privilege that my wife doesn't answer her phone. <laughs> you should. I should. It'd be a, I, a, I agree with that. It's a privilege that she doesn't answer her phone. Thank you for coming up with that. <laughs> I like it. It all works out in the end. Uh, from discovery to recovery, the power of emotional grit. How long did it take you to write them? Um, my my list of things, or just kind of the whole idea. The whole my, idea. You know, I, when I was home healing from my radiation sessions, I thought, am I kind of unique in my experience as far as, you know, why does laughter make me feel better? Or why do help pets help me? Or different things like that. Well, I did research and found out that the six things that I, that I talk about in my presentation are, you know, it's, it's, it's gratitude, upbeat music, pets, random acts of kindness, facing fears, things like this, again, can make you feel better. And I learned then that there was science behind it. You know, it's how we're designed. And so... yeah. I now have um, uh, spoken at um, hospitals and church and my firm and rotary clubs and different places. And uh, so the, the presentation itself I wrote was maybe a few hours. But now when I go out and practice it and give it other places, it's, it's, it's worth it. You know, it's totally so, worth it. So uh, the total time it took you to come up with, with, the, with the speech, but how long did it take you to come it was, up with it? Was, it was a few hours. I probably I did it really? maybe like in four hours. That's Cause amazing. Because I, I lived it. You know, yeah, so I that's knew true. I, I lived yeah, it. Yeah, that it is wasn't, true. 
some kind of an academic theory. You know, I lived it. And what's it, what's your most touching story that somebody's come to you talking <clears throat> about what you're helping them? There was someone who approached me after I gave my presentation, and she had tears rolling down her face, and her son had been diagnosed with cancer. And she said, you know, I appreciate the fact that in your presentation you said, rather than fearing what may lie ahead, look back and reflect on how far the person has come because her son had been reacting in a positive way toward the treatments he was having. Good. And, um, you know, we also talked about how in life, even though we can't control the quantity of our lives, it's possible to influence the quality of them. And that's why, like, hospice care centers have laughter and and different things Mm -hmm. involved. And uh, so for the things I was sharing to resonate with that mother um, meant a lot. How many speeches a week do you do? I usually do maybe one or two a month. One or two a month. But I would love to do more. Yeah, well, how do, so how, do, how would people she reach us? She can just call you story. and give you her presentation once a week. Whenever you're crabby, <laughs> mom will have her you're on speed, speed dial. Tom, how's your gratitude journal coming along? Come on, come on. I, should, I should start writing I'll be really good at journal. it for four days. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, if anybody does want to reach me as far as uh, whether it's public speaking opportunities or anything like that, um, my email is J F like Frank, E-R-N like Nancy, J-A-C-K at Yahoo.com. J for Jack at Yahoo.com. J for Jack at Yahoo. Yeah. So what are the kind of people that, that reach out to you to come speak to them? You know, I've had people from firms say we're going to have a wellness seminar for our employees. Okay. You know, will you yeah. come here? Um, I spoke to a brain injury support group at uh, yeah. Northfield Hospital, and, uh, and that went really well. Um, Rotary clubs, you know, are, are nice too because people are there from from different organizations, mm-hmm. and uh, that's worked out. It literally could be anybody because, regardless of your age, uh, you know, cultural differences, gender, all that kind of stuff, this kind of stuff can apply to anyone. Sure, right. you know, it, does, it doesn't matter it, whether it's relationship issues or work work stress or a medical scenario like I had. Could you go do speeches for the Republicans and the Democrats so that they'll stop being so negative? <laughs> Yeah. For everyone that I uses Twitter and oh. Facebook. Yeah, everyone who uses Twitter and Facebook, can you yeah. talk to them? Social media. I'm not even God. on Facebook. I, I don't blame you. I'm not on it. I don't just, blame you. I haven't been on it in five years. Good for you. Facebook, we're, we're, Twitter, none of it. We're rare. We are rare. But I mean, there should be more people like you that have a positive message. It's not every. I don't know. Why do people want to be so miserable and angry all the time? You know, that's hard to say. I mean, obviously the media doesn't really help. You know, no. Because the true. thing is, it's yeah. negative things catch people's attention. Yeah. You know, but um, I know uh, I work in the financial services industry, and some of the financial advisors I worked with after 9-11 were so irritated after the market was closed for a few days, you know, after mm-hmm. 9-11. And then it opened again, and there were so many different news outlets that said, you know, Dow Jones Industrial Average, biggest point drop ever. Well, that time it was, but it wasn't the biggest percentage drop. Tell right. people that. Yeah, you well, know? Exactly. But the negativity, I think, you know, is what sells or whatever. Right. So I think on a personal level, people tend to internalize that. Yep, it's very true. Jay Fernjack, J-F-E-R-N-J-A-C-K at yahoo.com. Reach out. She will do a great speech. See, you cheered me up. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much, Jennifer. <laughs> it's great a miracle. You we'll be back in just a few minutes, Tom Bernard.